This is Novel Marketing, the show for novelists who aren't necessarily fond of marketing, but still want to become best-selling authors. Episode 127. I'm James L. Rubart, but please call me Jim. I'm Thomas Umstadt Jr. And in this episode, we're going to talk about connecting with anyone in the world that you want to. In the last two episodes, we've talked about word of mouth and how powerful it can be. And we talked about how powerful mavens and connectors and salespeople can be. But really, the question is, great, uh, how do we meet these people? How do we get into relationship with them? Yeah, if you are a shy person, and uh, this is the episode uh, for you. Uh, but first, Jim, I hear there's some uh, major events going on in your life. Rumor is that there's a new novel out. Is this true? That's true. Yeah, it's been a while since I've had a novel out, but uh, my latest just released on February 20th, The Man He Never Was. Well, congratulations. I got an email from Audible announcing the book, which almost never happens. I'm normally like super unhappy with Audible for never telling me when uh, new books come out, but I actually got this one. They actually <laughs> they emailed me. You. So Audible's very excited about your book and you narrate it, right? On the audiobook version? I do. Yeah. I'm actually the narrator of it. And so I got a chance to do all the voices and uh, yeah, it was really fun. It was a blast to do that. Yeah. So that's cool. So give us a quick pitch. Why should somebody read this book? Well, really, it's a modern reimagining of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, which is kind of a classic trope in in fiction. And so this was my spin on it. And yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm really actually, as I was narrating the book, Thomas, it, I, I actually had moments where I go, hey, this, this isn't bad. I kind of like this. So I'm pretty excited about the way it turned out. That's exciting. And uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, modern versions of that are always a lot of fun. I know the uh, Incredible Hulk is another version of that. I don't imagine your character, though, becomes like super strong and... Well, no, but but it's interesting that you bring that up because not only um, uh, the Incredible Hulk, but Frankenstein and and I get into in the book actually I get into how the influences of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and I actually do bring up the Incredible Hulk in there because when Stan Lee was putting together the Incredible Hulk his two influences were Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and Frankenstein those were his two influences when he created the comic so I actually I touch on that a little bit in the novel that's awesome and uh, so where is it available so you can get it just about anywhere books are sold. Um, so certainly Amazon and Books a Million and CBD and Lifeway. And uh, uh, But there's really only one store, and that is Audible. If you can't buy it on Audible, it doesn't exist. <laughs> that's, that's right. It, yeah, that's, that's really the only place you can get it. Exactly. <laughs> well, anyway, congrats. Uh, you want to dive in? Let's get started with uh, talking about word of mouth. Yeah, let's do it. So as we said at the start of the show, uh, last episode, we talked about how mavens and connectors and salespeople are the most powerful way for us to spread word of mouth about ourselves and our stories. But again, the question is, well, how do we get introduced to them? And so the first principle that you're familiar with, but let's just remind you of, is this whole thing that went viral before things went viral, before they had the opportunity on the internet, and that was six degrees of separation, and it got popularized through Kevin Bacon, right? This game started with, okay, how many people do we have to, anybody in the entertainment industry, anybody in acting, how many people is Kevin Bacon away from them? In other words, how far do we have to go before Kevin Bacon has um, acted in a movie with this person? So the game was, well, let's get to Marlon Brando. Well, Kevin Bacon acted in this movie with such and such, who was Marlon Brando's friend or acted with Marlon Brando. So that's just, you know, uh, one degree of separation. So 
essentially we can apply that to our lives. And I was told this, I don't know when you first heard this concept, Thomas, but I must have been a teenager when it's like you're six people away from everybody in the world. And you start playing that game with yourself and you realize, oh my gosh, I am not that far away from just about anybody I'd want to meet across the entire world. That's really cool. And uh, somebody actually put a mathematical formula to the six degrees of separation and like charted every single person in Hollywood and gave them all a score. I don't know who got the academic funding for this, but this is like an academic project. And it turns out like certain actors are far more connected than others. So Kevin Bacon's been in lots of different kinds of films, which is why he's so easy to connect with different folks. But there are other actors who actually have a higher score than him that are in like low budget B movies and like Academy Award winning movies and like TV shows and commercials. And, um, and so that Kevin Bacon is a connector. There are other people in Hollywood who are quote unquote uh, connectors. And, um, but people like that, like we talked about episode exist in lots of different industries. And you know, people who can connect you with folks who can connect you with folks who you want to meet. That's exactly right. And you'd be surprised, right? So speaking of actors, since we're on that, I'll give you an example. So one of the most well-known actors in the world at this point in time is Robert Downey Jr., who played Iron Man in a lot of different roles, but he's probably most famous right now for playing Iron Man Iron Man in the Avengers movie. Well, how do you get to a guy like Robert Downey Jr.? Well, I happen to have a friend who is really close friends with Robert Downey Jr. So literally, I could send out an email or, or make a phone call and at least get a message to Robert Downey Jr. very quickly. It's like, wow, how does that happen for anybody? Well, Thomas, if you wanted to get to Robert Downey Jr., you know me. I know Gary. Gary knows Robert Downey Jr. And I think people would be surprised if they start started to look at the people they know who know people and, and start to list that out, I think they'd be surprised. So the first thing we're encouraging you to do is dream big. Go, oh my gosh, I would love to meet this author. Or I'd like to be in contact with this uh, podcaster or radio show host or, or TV executive, whoever it is. Don't think small. Start by thinking big. Yeah, that's that's really powerful. And once you start thinking about that person, you'd be surprised how easy it is to get connected to them. Another version of this is if you had to get a message to the president. Uh, so you, let's say you had secret knowledge that the aliens are invading tomorrow and we had to get ready. <laughs> right. This is like a mental game. How would you get your message to the president, right? It ha- the president has to see this and get the country ready for the alien invasion from outer space. Uh, who would you talk to? Who's the person who'd be the most likely uh, to know somebody who knew somebody? And, uh, I, I will say that being from Austin, Texas, uh, President Bush was really easy for me. Like I knew people who knew him because he was governor in Austin for a long time. He went to a church sure. that was right across the street from the church my grandmother went to. Um, whereas none of the other presidents, I'm nearly as close to. Right? I know political people who know political people, but uh, it's it's not. I'm not as connected um, as they are. But you know, I was like, man, it would have been real easy to save the world from aliens back when President Bush was around. <laughs> like, I knew a guy. <laughs> but that's that's a great point. Thomas, because you and I have never talked about that. I did not know that you you had that close uh, a, a network to to ex President Bush. And in the same way, there's probably people that I know that you'd go, "Oh, Jim, you know them, really?" Or you know somebody that knows them. That's really interesting. So as you make your list of people you'd like to connect to, start thinking 
gosh, I wonder if that person knows that person. I wonder if that person knows that person. Now, that's um, kind of a generic way to do it. The other way to do it is LinkedIn, where you would be surprised if you type somebody into LinkedIn, if you have a LinkedIn account, and you go, oh my gosh, it's it'll tell you whether it's a second or a third or a fourth connection. It will tell you how far you are away from that person. And a lot of times, you'll type it in and go, oh my gosh, I'm only one person away. I don't have a direct connection, but I'm only one person away from that person. And that person who I know, oh my gosh, that's my cousin, Fred. And Fred would be happy to give me an introduction to this person. That's right. LinkedIn's uh, very powerful for that. Now to use most of its feature, the most powerful version of the feature, you are going to have to pay, but it will tell you if somebody is connected and perhaps where to start, but uh, they have like a $50 a month plan that will tell you the exactly how to get there from here. Uh, although you can get a free trial of that plan, which I totally did one time I needed to connect to somebody. I signed up for the free trial of premium LinkedIn and then I canceled. So um, <laughs> it, it's, it's useful for that. Yeah, indeed. Um, so Thomas, we're going to take a quick break to give a shout out to Stephen V. Uh, he's a listener to the podcast and he says, guys, awesome podcast for independent authors. It's like getting a free self-publishing seminar every week from a couple of guys who really know the business of marketing books. And Stephen V, thank you for that. We would have loved if you'd given us your website so we could have given a shout out to that too. But if you have a review, good or bad, for the podcast, go ahead and do that. And we would love to give a shout out to you, your book, and the name of your website as well. Yeah, we really do appreciate uh, your reviews. They are the primary currency that podcasts are measured. So when we're trying to get cool guests on this show, they look at our reviews to see how many reviews we have to see if we're worth, uh, that people are worth coming in on our show. So if you want to see us be able to get some big name folks, or if you know some big name folks uh, who you think would be uh, great guests or people with interesting stories, you know, let us know. Uh, feel free to connect them with us at word of mouth. Uh, and also leaving a review will help other people who are trying to get those folks on the show. We'd love to get Stephen King on our podcast. <laughs> so if anybody knows Stephen King, <laughs> yeah, we would. We'd love we'd love to have let it. us know let us know so so jim let's talk about how to do that so uh let's say stephen king right we want to get him on the podcast what would be the steps of going through this process to do that yeah again you're gonna start you're gonna start um brainstorming how can i connect with stephen king so let's use stephen king as an example how would i get to stephen king well one way you might go jim uh do you know stephen king and I'd say, gosh, I don't, but I am friends with Jerry Jenkins. And Jerry Jenkins has a great friendship with Stephen King. So you see, boom, it's it's the connection, the connections, I guess what Thomas and I are trying to say is the connections are probably shorter than you think they are. So you make this list of people, and then you make a list of people. I think he might know them. I think she might have a connection with them. And then you do the hard part. It's asking the question. Can you connect me with this person? Now, before you do that, you have to answer the, why am I connecting with this person just because I want to meet Stephen King? Probably not the best way to go about it. There has to be a specific reason why you're getting connected. And I'll give you an example from my own life. When my first novel came out um, called Rooms, there there was some similarities um, to the book The Shack uh, written by William Paul Young. And so I was like, I want to get, I want to try to get William Paul Young's endorsement for my novel. So who do I know that might know Paul? Well, I have this friend, Jim Henderson and Jim, well, I know Paul. Can you introduce me? Sure. So I was able to, through 
Jim say, write an email to Paul and say, Paul, I'd love to sit down with you. Could I take you out to lunch? And Paul was very gracious and wrote back and said, sure, uh, I'd, I'd love to have lunch with you. So um, Paul and I had lunch and we really enjoyed each other and we've become friends over the years and we've done some speaking together and that kind of thing. So you go, okay, um, now Paul Young and I are friends because I had a reason. This is the specific reason we're getting together. This is my friend Jim who introduced us. And so you see how that can work. And then Paul was recently on Oprah. So all of a sudden, well, I'm one person away from Oprah. So you see how this thing can snowball. I'm not sure if snowball is the right word, but you can see how it can expand your network actually fairly, fairly quickly. Thomas, what about you? Is there an example, uh, example from your life where you go, yeah, here's an example of that happening for me? Yeah. So my, my approach is a little bit different in, in that um, I don't go through intermediaries as often. I, and some of the folks I've gotten connected with, it's been more direct and more through Twitter. So I found that you can often directly respond to somebody through Twitter and they may uh, respond back. And so the wonderful thing about Twitter being so limited in characters is that while you may not know the email address uh, for somebody you're trying to reach out to, um, you do know their Twitter handle. And people don't get as many tweets as you might think. <laughs> they really do read their tweets unless they're you know, the kind, you know, super topless for person who's getting tens of thousands of tweets, that almost never happens. Even like an athlete, right? You may be like, oh, Shaquille O'Neal, he's huge on Twitter. Yeah. And he probably might get a lot of tweets back when he was playing or after he's been on TV, but people aren't necessarily thinking about Shaq all the time and tweeting him. And so if you tweet him during a low busyness time, he may actually read your tweet. And this is what happened with Joanna Penn, how we got her on the show. Uh, one of our listeners said, hey, you know, tweeted me and Joanna Penn and said, y'all should interview each other on your, each other's podcasts. And uh, so I tweeted, uh, you know, I responded, be like, that's great. You know, Joanna, you'd be interested in coming on the Novel Marketing Podcast. She had no idea who we were. She went, I'm sure, and checked how many episodes we had and how many reviews we had on iTunes. <laughs> and then she tweeted me back. And she's like, yes, I'm interested in coming on the show. And now she's come on the show. And we got a chance to interact with her and realize that she's a really cool person. And, you know, we talk with her beforehand and afterwards. And she's just as cool offline as she is, you know, on on air, so to speak. And I had a similar thing happen with Joshua Harris, who you know, wrote the book I Kissed Dating Goodbye. It was a similar book uh, to the book that I wrote. My book was critical of his book. And he reached out to me on Twitter. And that started a relationship. I had him on my radio show. He had me on his documentary. And and um, that wouldn't have happened if we uh, hadn't you know, been open to interacting with those first interactions happening on Twitter. Typically, what happens is after a couple of DMs, you give each other your uh, email addresses or your phone numbers, and that conversation shifts. Uh, but my approach to reaching these influential folks has been different. Uh, it's been more Twitter-based. And I will say, I'm not a big Twitter person. I don't tweet very much. For those of you who follow me on Twitter, I tweet maybe three times a month, twice a month. And most of the time it's, it's, I will be tweeting at a brand, right? I'm unhappy or happy about a, a big brand. I don't like blast to the world, all the things I, I try to do a better job of posting a tweet when we have new podcast episodes up. But <laughs> other than that, uh, I'm not that active on Twitter, but I do use it as a way of connecting with folks uh, who I wouldn't normally be able to connect to. Ah, oh, that's nice. I love that. Now, Thomas, we get to the uh, most difficult 
part of it, which we touched on a few minutes ago, and that is having the nerve to ask, right? It's like we're nervous. Well, how do I reach out to this person? And if you've never done it before, especially, and again, most of us writers are introverts, so Thomas and I get that. So it is the hardest part, and the reality is you will strike out. But on the other hand, you'll get base hits, and you'll get uh, doubles, and you'll get triples, uh, and Sometimes you'll hit a home run where you will connect with that person they were really hoping to connect with. So I guess we give you permission to go, I'm not sure I want to do this and it's going to be hard. Um, but our challenge to you in the next week, we would like to challenge you to reach out to three people in the next week that you thought, okay, there's no way I can get in touch with them. So try the various methods that we've suggested. Suggested, And actually, we would love to hear from you if you have success in making a connection or even because sometimes these connections take a while. They don't always happen instantaneously. In fact, most of the times they do not happen instantaneously, but we'd love to hear about your process. And, and one more tip on reaching out to folks is that your first interactions with somebody shouldn't be asking them for a favor, right? If, you know, we have people contact us all the time and they're like, hey, I want to come on your podcast and talk about my book. It's like, well, we don't know who you are. We don't know if your book is any good. Um, you know, why should why should we have you on our podcast? And often it's very obvious that they've never listened to our podcast. Um, whereas, you know, when we had Joanna on, the first time she came on, it was about content marketing. She wasn't selling anything. And then we had her on to talk about her book, right? We didn't Even with Joanna Penn, we didn't have her on to talk about her book the first time. And so when you reach out to somebody, you can't be asking for something the first time. When I reached out to Joanna Penn the first time, I didn't ask, hey, can I come on your show? I asked her to come on our show, right? I was doing her a favor. I was like, we will introduce you to our audience. And so think about ways that you can um, offer them something first and start to build that relationship. It, you are much more, somebody's going to give you something much more likely if you've given them something first. And it may be that you just comment all the time on their blog and you're, you know, very encouraging to them and, and you're their biggest fan. <laughs> you know, that sometimes can be uh, really powerful, but it, it, often what you're offering is unique. Uh, to that person. And if you're trying to reach out to an author, one of the easiest ways is to offer to be one of their beta readers or on their launch team. Uh, authors often give much more access to their launch team than they do to anybody else. So uh, you're much more likely, uh, you know, you've been helping them launch some books and then you ask them a favor, they're more likely to give you that favor after you've done something for them first. So if you want to get heat out of a fire, you have to first put heat into cold wood. If you want to get grain out of a field, you must first sow grain into the field. And uh, you can't complain to a dry log that it's not giving you heat if you haven't put heat into the log first. That's so good, Thomas. I'm so glad you brought that out because you'll, you've heard Thomas and I say multiple times when you go to a writing conference, for example, do not think contracts. Think contacts. In other words, think about building a relationship. And ultimately, in this life, really, is it about the money? Boy, I sure hope not. It's about the richness of relationship. And so if you go into these uh, contacts or making this attempt to connect with people with the attitude of, what can I give back? What? Uh, why does this relationship make sense? Think of them as a friend rather than a, you're going to do this for me. Oh my gosh, it'll, it'll go so much further. And in the end, uh, a lot of the contacts I've made over the last eight, nine years, people I've really wanted to connect with 
the richness of the relationship is not what they can do for me. The richness or the richness of the contact is not what they can do for me. The richness is the relationship and the friendship that has come out of this. Yeah, that's really powerful. Treat people like people. And often celebrities don't get treated like people. I knew this one young lady and some celebrity had, you know, her husband had died. And she's like, oh, I want to write her a, a note, you know, to, to encourage her, you know, in her grief, you know, a sympathy card. It's like, why would you do this to this celebrity? It's like, and she was, she was in radio. She, she was a known person and she's, she knew what it was like. And she's like, she's feeling grief just like anybody else. And sometimes it can be very lonely at the top, <laughs> you know, and just being there and treating them like a, a human rather than treating them like a guru or a god, which is often how we act around celebrities. I found that that's very craved. Um, if somebody's just friendly to you and they're not constantly wanting something or you're afraid, when are they going to ask uh, that? That's very appealing uh, in people. And realize that celebrities are normal people too, and they can have their feelings hurt, and they can appreciate compliments, and uh, they can, uh, appreciate genuineness, just like the next person. Thomas, I got to tell a quick story about that. It's it's always funny when that it kind of surprises you out of the blue. So I have a friend, Brendan McPherson, and he's an author. He's his latest book uh, is called Flood. So there's a shout out to Brennan. Anyway, Brennan and I are, are friends, and. He emailed me one day and I had not figured this out and he kind of had to point it out to me, but he says, you know, uh, Brendan McPherson, my dad makes guitars. It's like, wait a minute, your, your dad is McPherson guitars, right? And they're, they're just these high and beautiful instruments. And Brendan was like, yeah, that, that's my dad. And so he said, let me send you some CDs of some of the, some of the musicians who play our instruments. And so he sends me these CDs and one of them is by Phil Kagey and some of, some of you out there know who Phil Kage is. Well, Phil Kage has been this guitar hero of mine forever. I mean, one of arguably one of the best guitarists in the world. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I gotta, I gotta tell you. I wrote back to Brendan. I said, I gotta tell you, thank you so much for sending these CDs and the Phil Kage CD. Are you kidding me? He's a hero of mine and I just love his music and it's done so much for me over the years. And so I get an email back from Brendan. Oh, I don't know, three or four days later, he goes, Hey, yeah, I was, uh, I was on the phone talking to Phil about something. He really appreciates that the fact what you said. It's like, Phil Kage, you, you told, you told Phil Kage that I like his music, right? And so we don't realize that, that even these people who we might hold up in just high, high esteem are just regular people and they love to connect with people who, um, who they've touched. So we know that reaching out to people is intimidating. And so what we've done is we've created, or Jim has created, a special tool uh, to help you. And we're going to give this to you for free. We'll have it on our website at novelmarketing.com slash 127 uh, for the show notes for this episode. So Jim, tell us about this tool and how it'll help people uh, grow their network. Well, it's a great idea to, oh, I'm going to contact these people. But unless you have uh, some data on what you want to accomplish, unless you have a list that you can go back to and note, oh, this is where I'm at. This is where I sent, when I sent it out. This is follow up. Unless you have something where you go, this is a priority person. It's hard to motivate yourself to do it. So simply put, this spreadsheet will have a column where you can put in the people you'd like to contact. Then it will have areas for you to say, this is the person that might know this person. There'll be an area where you can rate how important this contact is on a scale of one to 10. Maybe it's a three, five, or maybe, oh my gosh, this is an 8.5 if I could start a relationship with them. So we won't go into too much detail, but we will say this will help you very simply track who you're going after, keep 
tabs on who you're going after, keep tabs on who has responded, and it'll just streamline the process for you very, very simply. And this will be a free download on the website for the month of March. So uh, some incentive to move now at the end of March, we're going to take it down. But for, for the month of March, you can get it. You just put in your email address and we'll send you the instructions on how you can get this free spreadsheet at novelmarketing.com forward slash 127. All right, we have some exciting news that has to do with one of our sponsors, MyBookTable, which you hear us talk about a lot. We have a new version out. So MyBookTable 3.1 has arrived. We have uh, the biggest addition is that we've now taken the universal buy button that used to only be a premium feature and we now have put it in the free version of my book table, which means you can put your own affiliate links. If you want to do it by hand, you can actually do that through the universal buy button. It's adding a lot of functionality. You can create buttons on your book pages now that point anywhere on the web. Uh, we also added a audiobook uh, resources section. Um, so if you have an audiobook and you have like a PDF companion, for your audiobook or some downloads of you know images or something that you know people who can't see, aren't getting the paper version of your book and they can't see the map of your fantasy world we now have a section for you to put that right on your book page which let me tell you if you create fantasy worlds you'd better have a map <laughs> for us audiobook <laughs> listeners <laughs> because i get very lost if you don't um so we have also in uh improved some search and some fiddly details but another couple of cool features that we added is we've added powell's affiliates and IndieBound affiliates. So if you have your book on Powell's or on IndieBound, uh, you can now get affiliate money from those as well as from Barnes & Noble and Audible and Amazon and all the others. So like we basically support every bookstore that we know of that has an affiliate program is now supported through my book table. And you can now um, select your homepages to be the front page of your website if you want to, it, which I know some people want to set up a, their whole website is just one my book table page that's like a landing page for their book. So they buy a domain for their book and now you can have that one page power your whole website if you wanted. So very excited about my book table uh, 3.1. All of these features I just mentioned are all a part of the free version of my book table. Uh, they're also in the paid version, <laughs> but anyway, you can find out. Wait, wait, a, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Thomas. Hold on. D- Thomas, I got to interrupt you. Did you just say this is free? Yeah, those these features are all that, free. That's, <laughs> that's a very good price. Yeah, we have premium features still uh, that because we have to actually, you know, pay pay the bills, but we've added all these features to the free version. So everyone will get these. It's an automatic update. And if you're already using my book table, just click the update plugin button uh, if you haven't already in all of these features and more will be added into your instance of my book table and if you want to check out my book table you can get it at mybooktable.com mybooktable.com no reason not to get this plugin for your wordpress website all right well as always you've been listening to james l rubart and thomas umstead jr on the novel marketing podcast giving you novel ideas on how to promote yourself and your writing offline online and everywhere in between. Thanks so much for listening.